This episode of Chicago's Bravest Stories brought to you by Sports and Ortho Physical Therapy. Uh, Sports and Ortho Physical Therapy knows a lot about training athletes. They train our uh, police and fire members who are injured just like they would um, a professional athlete. And for 17 years, they've been doing it. Uh, we have Dahlia here, owner of Sports and Orthotherapy. Uh, thanks for being here, Dahlia. Thanks for having me, Vince. So what, um, Dahlia, you've, you've done a lot, speaking of athletes, you've done a lot with, um, with the fire department and police department in terms of, uh, in terms of sports. Who, who have you worked with? Yeah, so we've worked with the Blaze for the couple, last couple of years. We've also worked with CFD um, Bravest, the uh, baseball team. Uh, we... You know, donate to the Battle of the Badges, to Ignite the Spirit, to yeah, Run to the Remember. You know, just a lot of the organizations that um, the police and the fire department run. Yeah, yeah. A- again, when you're when you're training someone, you they wouldn't necessarily treat um, treat us having injuries the same as you would. Uh, a 60 year old tax accountant you know our, our <laughs> yeah. shoulder injuries are a little bit different huh? exactly exactly yeah you can't rehab you know a fire or police member like you would a 90 year old grandma just yeah, doesn't work for sure <laughs> well we also know um that you have a vested interest in us and you've been taking care of us um and your support with our charities like ignite the spirit i know you've done the um uh, firefighter and paramedic ball you've wow. um, definitely been a huge supporter of cfd um, for many years and so we wanted to thank you and um, uh, bring uh, more attention to sports and orthotherapy because uh, you're not a commercial you're a you're a private practice you're not a, a franchise physical therapy place so you're really giving actual one-to-one uh, therapy to our members. Yeah, we're we're all about keeping in the family. We definitely want to make sure that uh, that you know any any family member of mine is gonna is gonna go over by you, Dahlia. That's for Aww, sure. Oh, thank you, Corey. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, it's our pleasure. I mean, we just want to give back uh, the way that you guys give to us. So we're happy to do it. So sports and orthotherapy at sportsandorthotherapy.net and seven locations across Chicagoland. So thanks, Dahlia. South, east, west. East, west. Northwest. (laughs) Thank you, guys. I appreciate being here. (laughs) Thanks, Dahlia. Welcome back. Uh, the drinks are refreshed. Uh, Corey's refreshed. Um, and I think where we want to pick this up at is um, your lieutenantship, if you will. Gotcha. Okay. And so when you got promoted from engineer to lieutenant, Correct. Where you went into relief? I did. Okay. At North. First district. First so district. So you're downtown? Went, yeah. Okay. So I'm in the fourth, what, what's now the fourth district, which is uh, 107 was actually in a different district at that time. But it was a uh, common practice if you got promoted from one district to another, 
uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, if you got promoted from one district, you would automatically go to uh, a corresponding district. Usually, uh, I think it was two to one, and they, they kind of had a pattern. So I kind of had the intent, you know what, there's a lot of openings at Engine 1. I'm going to go there as an engineer, and that way I'll come back to the district that I left. Well, I didn't do that. I didn't it didn't work so out that way? I, I didn't even try it. I didn't even do it. I could have, but I didn't. So I said, you know what, I'll just play it out and, uh, and got promoted, and I went downtown. And I was kind of kind of reluctant, kind of sad, uh, not, you know, going downtown. It, not, a, not a busy place or anything like that, but it, it was a great eye-opener. I got to meet some tremendous people, and I got a good feel of what high-rise responses about not necessarily a lot of fires in fact the fires that we did attend that were high rises tended to be projects which are dealt with totally differently than so cabrini was still in full effect back then cabrini was in full effect yeah and, and, and as well as robert taylor which was actually a bigger uh, uh project area much worse much too, worse right? i mean it went all the way from 39th street to 55th street bringing got all the fame because of how close it was to yeah to i mean cabrini green in, in close proximity to downtown so they had the news crews there all the time so that that, that was a big draw yeah. but um uh as far as actual high rises that that yeah i mean the they're few and far between i mean a good majority of them are sprinkled and they didn't get out of hand. Even at that time? Yeah. Okay. Right. So, uh, anyway, uh, that was from 89 uh, until I made captain. I relieved in the, in, the, in the first district. I tended to be in two particular battalions, the second battalion and the, the fourth battalion. Probably a good year of my three years I spent at Engine 16, which was at uh, 30... Uh, 39th, uh, actually 40th in Dearborn, which if you go to that location right now, it's a big, beautiful condo complex. But when I was there, you had 4022 uh, uh, State, and you had the whole array of projects. And Is that the firehouse that they put right in the middle of the project? Right in the middle of the projects. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's literally it. in the middle, literally surrounded the by middle. projects. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I went there. Uh, it was actually a captain's uh, spot. And I was a lieutenant, and there was no captain in the city that was in his right mind that wanted to go there, so nobody stayed there. So I had uh, uh, Tom Garetti's dad, Biagio, he was my district chief. He asked me, hey, Mark, do you want to go there? I said, you know what, I'll, I'll try it, give it a shot. I fell in love with the place. I fell in love with the guys. You had tremendous uh, firefighters. Uh, young guys, right? You had, uh, they're all uh, young guys. I mean, Paul Jessikowski, a little bit older than me, but uh, for the most part, you had Chris Wagner that came there as a young candidate. And uh, he, he's, he told me on his last day celebration, which was a couple of years ago, he retired as a, as a battalion chief. Uh, he said, I remember my first day on the job, and uh, we, we went to a fire, and it was a church fire, and it was shortly after Calvin Anderson died in a sh church fire, and that was kind of a big thing that was put in their head in, in the academy. You know, you had the, this fire, Calvin Anderson died, and it was a church fire, and now we go to a church fire. He was scared shitless. He goes, <laughs> there's no way we're coming back from this thing. I know that, but it was kind of a small fire in the basement of the church and let out. 
Chris did a great job, did phenomenally, and uh, I had to be reminded about the whole incident. I don't even remember it, but <laughs> like I said, I can't tell you what I had for breakfast this morning. But uh, Kelvin, Kelvin Anderson was on 107 on your shift, right? He when was, so I suppose you want to hear a story about Kelvin. Yeah. So Kelvin, Kelvin was a great dude. He was actually a Marine. Hoorah. So today we got to honor, honor Kelvin. Uh Kelvin, uh, we we would drill him every day. We would we would give him all kind of scenarios, test questions, and right around the time that Kelvin came to 107, they enclosed the whole tower of 107. They enclosed it. It's still like that with plexiglass. So Kelvin had a tendency to fall asleep midday, and especially when I was talking, he'd fall asleep, <laughs> and he fell asleep like. Two two thirty in the, in the afternoon, and uh, uh, John Hall and I think John uh, Tom Gillespie maybe uh, got the idea. We're going to put these oily rags in this bucket, and we're going to light it on fire and put it in this contained area, <laughs> and see what happens. So we did. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like a good idea at the time. So we light it. You know, smoky as shit. It you know, white smoke, but you know. Down, down, pretty down, down pretty low. And uh, Kelvin wakes up, he's coughing, and, and he gets up, and he runs to the rig and gets a hand pump. I gotta give him credit. He oh, yeah. did good. And he comes in, and he's pumping his hand pump. And, and Kelvin, are you going to call the captain? Are you going to get the captain up here? No, 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 we got it, we got it, we got it. Okay, good, good. Captain comes out of his room sleeping, taking a nap. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> but... Anyway, uh, and and beyond beyond the oily rags, I think somebody might have put some plastic material in there too to burn, and, and it didn't make good, very very healthy smoke. Let's put it that way. And and he died in a church collapse. He died in a church collapse. So very sad scenario. I was already promoted to lieutenant and gone at the time. Um, I believe it was, I believe it was December of 89, if I'm not mistaken. And, and you know, I walk past that. We have a thing right where you, uh, clock in ah, and I pass that. Yeah, and I see of that course, thing every day. Of course. And, uh, Sacramento and Warren, Sacramento right? and Warren church fire. And, and Kelvin was apparently doing a good job. He had the hand line and, uh, uh, and I, I, I don't know what level of alarm had, uh, progressed when, uh, collapse occurred but uh it hit a lot of guys hard it really did and i know milt davenport was his officer milt was a top-notch guy is a top-notch guy he's still around he's retired and uh he it, it really hit him him exceptionally hard he had to go to a different location i think he ended up going to don't quote me on this i think he went to truck 40 and uh retired from there but uh, uh just because uh, he 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 couldn't be there just, anymore. Just because of, couldn't since Calvin couldn't passed. deal with the the whole fact. I mean, it wasn't wasn't Milton's fault by any means, but uh, uh, he kind of blamed himself uh, for that whole incident. But uh, yeah, that was a that was a terrible scene. And Calvin's uh, body was actually discovered uh, the next day, and it was a, a there was a excavation equipment that was called to the scene and used, and they ended up pulling Calvin out of there and. Uh, I remember going to the funeral, and uh, uh, I mean, it hit hit a lot of us hard. I, I wasn't there, you know. Don't don't get me wrong, uh, uh, but uh, it, it it hit you, and we knew. Uh, I knew him. I knew Calvin, but uh, I wasn't there for the fire, and I was a newly promoted lieutenant, and 
it uh, it it hits you in the gut. It really does. So uh, well, I know there's been several line of duty deaths during your tenure, just since I've been on, uh, since you've been a boss. Um, you know, how is that different with you being in a exempt rank as opposed to being one of the guys? Um, is is it different for you in that capacity? No, no. A short answer, no. Um, I mean, obviously, Kelvin had a, a direct relationship with me, and he was a candidate under – I was an engineer, not his officer, but certainly we spent a lot of time with Kelvin. Uh, but but any line of duty, and, and Herbie Johnson is one that, that comes to mind in particular. And when uh, when Scott was uh, on his second deployment, uh, not – not to Afghanistan, but he was on what's called a MU, uh, Marine Expeditionary Unit, and they went to the, the Middle East, and they were at sea for about seven days or so. Uh, I got an invitation to join them in Hawaii on their trip from Hawaii to the States, and it's called a Tiger Cruise. And uh, Herbie got that same invitation because uh, his son Tommy was on that uh, mule same on a different deployment. Yeah, different ship. On yeah. a different ship, but the same deployment. And uh, Herbie called me and said, "Hey, are you going on this thing?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm going. Are you going to go?" And uh, he had he had something else going. He couldn't go, and uh, I was kind of disappointed that that he wasn't going. Uh, but uh, Herbie Herbie died. Uh, and it was uh, it was a tough a tough nut. Uh, eight years ago, almost. Uh, yeah, a couple days after, ago. Yeah, right? a couple days. Yeah, a couple days ago it was yeah. eight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Herbie was a great. And it doesn't dude. seem like it was eight years. Right. No, it doesn't. No, it really doesn't. Vince. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's a lot of line of duties that that hit home a lot harder than others, and some you know, some you don't know. But uh, you know, you think about the families and the people that are affected, and. Uh, you know, if you if you think long and hard about it, they should hit us all hard. And uh, I, I hope any any young firefighters listening today, uh, I, I hope you at least go to the go to the funeral and respect uh, that individual that died in the line of duty. Respect the family. I think that's an important thing, and that's the least we can do. Yeah. And don't forget them. Don't forget them ever. Right. Yeah. I um. <clears throat> I went to my first one ever not too long ago, and. It was, I can't even think of the word, I, uh, maybe humbling. Like, it was one of the most, like, jarring experiences I've ever been to. And, it, it like, it was it was insane the amount of guys that were there. It was insane the amount of um, just overall respect for the whole situation. Which and, one was that, Cor? Um, the girl? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and her, her uncle is actually a... I'd like to get him on. Um, her uncle, I believe, is a, a really well-respected guy, I think, in Cicero, I believe. Um, I can't pronounce the last name. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was one of those situations, and I probably shouldn't even be saying it on, on here, but, uh, like, I know the family was not overly happy with the fire department in in the first place. And, I mean, that was honestly one of the more jarring things was that, like, uh, you know, the uncle was like, look, um, you know, we need to show this family what the fire department, like the good things, the good aspects of the fire department, like what we really are about. Sure. And, um, you know, not to say that, that they hadn't seen that before, but, um, but yeah. And I, again, I, 
didn't really know much of anything about the family or, or even her all that much. Um, but until after, but yeah, it's, it's nuts. I, I'd never been in one of these things before and there had to win hundred there, sure. there's probably 300 guys there right from everywhere everywhere right. all around two or three from each department some of them had 30 of them and right a ton of city guys too mm-hmm. and just everywhere and it was just insane to see it and that is the one beauty of the line of duty desk is just seeing representation from all over the nation and really literally in some cases the world we're seeing people from london and it it is it, it, it really well, uh, I, I got i was blown away because i was in the academy during ankum stringer yeah and yeah. i mean the amount of you talk about the amount of people was, like it it, it i sure. couldn't even count how many people there were and like you said there were people literally from all over the world exactly that was giant and it um it really was humbling you know i'm i'm a candidate sure you know and this is like my introduction to what this is supposed to be service, yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah you know sure sure but uh yeah very humbling um but uh so uh you yeah back to back to um getting your i guess company officer promotion did you How'd you feel moving into that role? Were you, um, what'd you think? Well, very, very challenging. Uh, despite the fact that the first district doesn't, doesn't necessarily go to a lot of fires, uh, the majority of what they do respond to is high rises. And I didn't know anything about high rises other than Henry Horner homes, really. That was it. That was my experience. So totally different, uh, different ball game with, uh, with a project fire. Uh, and, and the reason being, and people say, well, you know, that's, that's, that's a racist statement. No, it's not. I mean, there's a big difference in the way that building is uh, constructed, and it's right. open air on every single floor. So if you have a fire on a given floor, it's well vented and yeah. vented to an open area, which, which was really one wall of that corridor was a, was a cage, essentially, a fence. And it's so most likely not going to go anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere. So I often call them good practice fires which is probably not a good political statement but uh the fact of the matter is if uh if we did really good at that fire or did nothing at that fire the the outcome was the same well here i want to get a burned out apartment if you can um actually uh tell me if this was true or not that those engine companies that worked like the henry horner homes the cabrini that they had a bowling ball as part of their um, part actual of equipment. Attire. You got it. Yeah. Do you know why the bowling ball? Is well, in uh, all the buildings had. We used s- to have a bowling ball. Oh, you guys did. Oh, really? you did. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. So uh, all all those structures had uh, incinerators, and they would get clogged up with uh, and you know a lot of excessive garbage, typically bicycles that might have been thrown down to shoot. <laughs> which the bowling ball didn't do anything for. But by, by pitching that bowling ball from an upper floor, it would, it would tend to, but not guarantee, clear that that chute. Uh, and that, that was kind of the objective. Because the only reason that, that folks were calling uh, 911 is because now they're getting smoke on their floor. So if you if you cleared everything out of that chute and got it down to the main floor, you know, we could put it out. <laughs> Put it out easily. Is, is that why you guys had the bowling ball? Yeah. Is it okay. not for bowling? No, okay. No, no, no. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I wouldn't <laughs> judge you for it. It's fair that anything could be. I, mean, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not upset by that. No, I, yeah, no. I actually just found. It, I I never had a bowling ball on my rig, but I had heard this story. You heard about it, about, yeah? Like they were like, oh yeah, we just took it off like ten years ago. I was like, 
dude, I started about that. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what you, you know, and, and I got the whole explanation. I was happy you explained it because I'm like, I don't know if I could have do it as much justice <laughs> as you did. Cause, but they my said the my father thing. was a little bit pissed about that when he heard about it. He's an avid bowler, and he didn't like to see the bowling ball <laughs> being wasted for such a thing. But uh, there's or, another thing that those same companies had. They always had a fitting that would fit onto the bathtub or the kitchen sink, and it was basically just a rubber fitting that garden, garden hose was attached to. Your trash line? We'd use that for, for a trash hand line. Pump, yeah. It would either fill, fill the hand pump or actually put the fire out. Either all. But it but it but it was attached to garden hose and Well yeah. so what I've been trying either, to do with people um with as many years as as you've had is we're trying to track down the history and we've had Father McNallis on here who kinda gave us a really uh, weird nautical explanation of where did the term still come from? Ah. Do you well, have, have, has that been explained to you no, throughout the years? Debate, and I guess I can try to explain my explanation of it. Um, the person that was in the tower looking uh, for as a fire watch or whatever, uh, that initial response referred to as a still because you want to keep it a still. You don't want it to move any further. Uh, I've I've heard other uh, definitions. You might have that's had the one you're. That's the one you're going with. Yeah, we'll go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I've heard that one as well. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, what was the one? It, it was. I like heard a, of being in the tower. And, you know, they, all the old fireworks have. You know real tall watchtowers and they all had to stay awake and if the column of smoke oh didn't move still ah okay yeah i've I've heard that that too yeah it was a fire and if it moved then it was a train Uh, (laughs) ah huh would know well he he actually because we asked him that and he went to some guy from england to find the do you remember what he said it Went deep. Yeah, it went deep. It, it, like, it went into some... I guess he wasn't it, drinking. It, it, nah, we couldn't get him to drink. We had to drink all his whiskey for him. <laughs> I knew I, Corey would jump in. Oh, yeah. I. Uh, but you know what? And honestly, it kind of... I, I do remember him saying a little bit about the nautical thing. It actually kind of made sense a military, to me. It was a military thing. Oh. It, it kind of made sense to me a little oh, bit. Oh, like he, 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 you had to stay still. It was something about, like, huh. it, 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 you had to. Well, you know what? Kenny Little would have the answer. But uh, God rest his soul, Kenny's not around. But Steve Little is around, and uh, he might be able to answer that question. Ooh, we've, uh, we've, we've. Let's we've, get Steve on here. Yeah, we've, we've gone, one. we've explored that avenue, and that's how we wound up with Father McNallis. Gotcha, gotcha. Because they were like, not to be confused got... with our guy, Little Steve. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I mean he's really not so little these days anymore. Somebody couple, peeked uh, over the urinal. A couple, couple pounds of COVID weight. This poor guy. He, uh, poor Steve. Steve, he that was Corey. It that was Corey. The the um, Before you get in more, any more trouble, where are we now? Where um, are we? Well, bringing you, it back again. Uh, so were you? <laughs> Were you feeling pretty confident? I mean, you'd strike me as a pretty confident guy, you know, especially back then. Were you pretty confident moving into the role as a lieutenant? You know what, Corey? I had to pretend. I had to pretend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do it every day. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing it right now. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Was I 100% confident? No. Hell no. I had never been to a high-rise fire other than Henry Horner Horner Combs or uh, places like that. Was that your biggest concern moving into it, or was it even like... Well, I I mean, I I, I quickly... uh, uh, identified the fact that the people around me didn't have a whole lot of ex- 
experience, so they were kind of easy to feed on that. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, looking, I, looking at my lead. So, okay, I'm going to give you one. Yeah, here you right. go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? A high-rise incident command. I mean, looking back, and I didn't know a whole lot about it back then, and uh, I. I I, I don't want to say I'm an expert in the area, but uh, the company that I work for, uh, AK Preparedness, we, we do, uh, right now we're working with Detroit Fire Department right now. So, uh, uh, you know what, you follow the guidelines, you follow what is written, and believe it or not, it somehow works out. Yeah. And you stay below the fire, you work your way up from that point, and uh, it, you, you'll, you'll tend to do okay. You get off on the fire floor with the elevator. You well, well right. sorry, dudes. Yeah. How about uh, how about like outside of ta- tactics, like interpersonally with these guys? Did you uh, did you kind of? I mean, obviously you kept on moving up, so you didn't mind it. But did you feel was it weird for you in that role? Now the guys were like, hey, you know, Lou. This episode of Chicago's Bravest Stories brought to you by Omnia Naturals. As you know, the job can be just as tough on us mentally as it is physically. Sleep issues, chronic pain, or injuries, and high stress can cause long-term problems. That's why Omnia Naturals created Rescue One CBD. These guys are firefighters on the job. They've created a product from American-grown organic hemp and ensure their products have 0.000% THC. That's zero parts per billion of THC. Non-detectable levels of THC means Rescue One CBD is safe for the job. They're so confident in their product that they send you an at-home urinalysis so that you can see for yourself and that you won't test positive on a drug test. Every batch they create is lab tested to ensure purity and that there is 0.000% THC every time. Each bottle gets a scannable QR code where you can review their lab tests. They offer free three-day shipping anywhere in the U.S. And if you use the code BRAVEST, you'll receive 25% off of their products. Go to Omninaturals.com to get your bottle of Rescue One CBD that's safe for the job. What do you want me to do? Or what do you like being in that position now all of a sudden? No, I mean, I, I said, you know, especially at Engine 16, which is where I was at a lot, uh, there was another battalion chief that would request me a lot in uh, Donnie Bowman. So I'm going to say between my three years in the first district, I, I probably spent a vast majority on either Engine 16 or Squad 1. Thank you, Bobby McKee, for laying up so many times. <laughs> uh, Bobby Bobby got hurt a couple times at a couple fires, and I ended up being there for uh, for quite a bit. And uh, you know what? The, the guys the guys at Squad One they don't need supervision. They don't. They really don't. I I'm, I I viewed myself as another fireman. And at 16, it was almost the same boat. I mean, you on occasion you get a young guy that you kind of have to introduce, like Chris Wagner, that worked out really well, really quick. But uh, generally, yeah, the, yeah, the pipe a couple times too in 16. Right? Well, I did have the pipe. I'm not going to mention names, oh, but uh, that sounds like a story. Yeah. So how how do you wind up with the pipe? Yeah, good question. <laughs> so uh, the the cook is out getting butter. And uh, uh, you got four guys in the rig, and you end up getting a two and a half story frame that's rocking. And you got uh, truck 18 with an awesome crew, awesome officer, and they're pushing your ass behind. And you got a guy that's coming from the bureau that had about three years on the job, but 
he was in the bureau for the majority of his time, and now he's on engine 16, and all of a sudden he doesn't want to be there. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> well, and it really wasn't an oh, shit. Okay. You're gone? Okay. I'm here. So uh, end up with the pipe. Not a, not a big deal. I mean, I, I cherished it. I, <laughs> on the pipe, beautiful thing. So, uh, yeah, we put the fire out, and we gave uh, gave the young lad a tongue lashing. Yeah, a little talking to. A little talking to. Okay. He turned out to be a great dude. but yeah. uh, uh, Just wasn't I, ready for that one, huh? Yeah, you know what? I, he's in a bad position. He's got, like, three years on the job now, and yeah. he should be treated as a candidate, didn't want to be treated as a candidate. I get it. I get it. But uh, Have you guys ever gone to a fire together? Did you ever show up on one of his fires while you were still there? I don't think so. That's a great no. question. Yeah. We've had Mike yeah. Manchester and his dad. His dad they yeah, went up going yeah, to a fire that's together. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, right. And I think Mike Burns uh, just posted a picture of him. Oh, yeah, with Tommy. Yeah. Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that, uh, yeah I, I, uh, I wish I could do that. that uh, but we can't go back in the time. Oh, well, come we're go only fanning. on go together. Fanning. For a year, right? You retired in 17. Yeah, yeah. And, and I made it a point to get a picture of the boys uh, in front of their rig with me, and we did that at 101, and I got Brett at 29. He was assigned to 29 at the time, and uh, we did at least that. But I don't think we're at an incident uh, per se. Yeah, right. Not, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, not to, no. Yeah. Drive-by deck gun. <laughs> yeah, that that's, that, that, that's the one I wanted to. <laughs> so, what engine was that? Uh, I was on sixty-three. I was a captain. Right? Well, sixty is the one we hit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of blew the shit out of the windshield, but we didn't break anything. It came out of the seal, believe it or not, and stayed intact. Uh, Mike Callen was a captain of sixty, and I was a captain of sixty-three, and we were doing deck gun competitions at the time. And uh, we we pulled up on Fifty Fifth Street and gave it a hit. <laughs> <laughs> Blew out their windshield. Yes, sirs. Yes, we did. Yep, yep. I got a few Marshall Line phone calls in that you <laughs> asshole. But uh, hey, it could have been it could have been your windshield too. You know? right. That's right. Yeah. Right. That's the way I see it. Yeah. The yep. only reason you got written up was because you were the winner. That's the only reason you got written up. Fuck. You got it. There was no paper on that. Right. Yeah. Oh, good. They fixed it. So, um, so that was uh, was that a was that a big promotion for you too, going in uh, captain or? Uh, I mean, captain, it, it, as you know, Corey. I mean, you're going from uh, very equivalent ranks. They right. really are still company uh, officer, yeah, but yeah, guy and, and, and house, probably right? more. Uh, more of a prestigious thing on your department, but in our department, it's it, you're 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 the same dude. You're kind of in charge of the house, but are you? Well, that that, that remains to be seen. Right. Inmates <laughs> so, are in the asylum. Yeah, was, wasn't exactly. There, wasn't there talk about removing the rank of captains from the trucks? Oh, I'm sure there is. Don't tell the mayor. <laughs> don't don't tell the mayor this. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, at, oh, from truck companies specifically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there was. I mean, not amongst my administration that, that I know of. I was never involved in such talks, but uh, uh, I, I don't want to say it's feasible. It's not. It's not. It's not. No. It's definitely no. not. No, keep, keep the captain. I mean, uh, the captain is a big part of our, uh, of our culture, and uh, the captain had a lot more say-so as to what was done and what happened in the firehouse back in the day, even when I came in the job. The captain had a lot more control. Even though person, even personnel coming in, into that assignment, 
he was the guy. He was the guy that made him go on what platoon. He was the guy that issued actual badges and uh, uh, helmet shields, all that. And, and signs lockers. Yeah. Well, he still does that, <laughs> I think. I think. But uh, had a lot more authority. Let's put it that way. And I, I'd love to has, see that authority go back. Has the rank? So the rank of captain since you've been on has that changed. It, They've yeah. taken a lot of responsibility away from the yeah. rank of captain. Yeah, his his balls have been cut off. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a lot. I, I mean, the captain has. I mean, it's it's more contractually driven, uh, I guess, and uh, which, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Don't get me wrong, but uh, uh, the the captain was the guy back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you th- you think about. A captain of you know uh, the Chicago Fire Department or a bigger department. You think of the salty guy, you know the image of that guy is the guy covered in soot, you know, with you can't even read what the Herbie what, Johnsons, the Herbie Johnsons, you know, exactly. Yeah, that, that, that's that's yeah. your image of a you that's, know that's a the epitome. He's of got a all captain. the answers, you yep. know. Yep. He, you know that you're gonna if this guy tells you to go right, you're going right. You're exactly. not even gonna. Turn around, and, and, and that was that was Herbie. I mean, yeah. uh, he was the epitome of a captain, of a company officer, and uh, he knew the answers. If he didn't know the answers, he'd make them up. He'd <laughs> tell you, tell you right at, right out. He'd make them up. But uh, no, Herbie was uh, Herbie was a clown. He'd be the first one to tell you he was a clown. He was the, he, he was always the guy looking for a laugh. I was gonna say that's coming from you too. So it was about to <laughs> Yep, I was a clown too. Yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, what best commissioner you ever worked for? Uh, you know what? That's going to be oh. a toss up. It really is. It really is. I'm going to say Ray Junior. Uh, he he was phenomenal. He really was. Uh, and and if you can't get him on the show, I will make every attempt to. But uh, Ray Orasco Junior. Uh, was great. Uh, Bobby Hoff was phenomenal. Um, I I was a big fan of Lou Galeni. A lot of people weren't. Uh, I got to say I was a fan because when I made Engineer, we had a promotional party in his, not in his basement, but but he showed up to it. He It was uh, Majewski, my captain, in his basement, but uh, Galeni showed up to it. He was a commissioner at a freaking job. He showed up <laughs> to an engineer's uh, party. So I had a lot of respect for Lou Galeni. Uh, he lost a lot of respect because of the... Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know if he ever claimed to be an architect, but a lot of people were under the impression that he was an architect and he designed some firehouses, not in Chicago, but oh. elsewhere. And uh, he gotten some shit about that. But uh, I, I had a lot of respect for Louie. I had a lot of respect for uh, uh, Commissioner Joyce. Um, I don't know if the... the I, I, I'm going to tell you who I didn't respect. Bill Blair, I did not respect him. I'm mean, coming from uh, California, had no respect for him at all. Uh, Trotter uh, tried very hard to do a good job, uh, but the fact that no disrespect, but he he really only had an EMS background. He didn't have a fire background at all, so he kind of lost the respect. Was of that appointment political then? Of course it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it's one hundred percent. Yeah. And some people think that my positions were political. Well, they are in a sense, but they're appointed by the commissioner. Right. And they don't necessarily have to have the approval or say-so of the, of, of the mayor. And they, they're not because I, 
I actually hated the mayor uh, that I that I worked under, uh, yeah. but, but uh, the commissioner liked me uh, and, and promoted promoted me to the position that I left in. So Jane Byrne was the mayor when you came on, correct? And correct. the relationship between Mayor Byrne and the fire department was sketchy to say the least, right? Well, it was ugly. Um, I, I do know, and I kind of learned this later, that uh, Mayor Byrne made some promises to firefighters and contractual promises. And I, I, I don't know if I would change what I did based on what I know now, but uh, let's say it'd be questionable. Uh, she, she was not honest to, to what she stated. I mean, she ba- basically promised the firefighters a contract and it didn't happen when she became the mayor. And a lot of the firefighters campaigned for her. Right. And I remember that when I was with Advanced Ambulance. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not making fence. I'm not making excuses for what I did. Uh, I, I just hope for a little bit of imp- empathy from, you know, firefighters and guys that were on the job. I always tell, and I think I said this to Scott and the boys, if I were on the job prior to the strike, I'd have been on strike. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Well, let's let's kind of flip the coin on you here. Let's say that Scotty was in your position and you were your dad. What what would you have told him back then? Would you have had him go down the same path as you, or would you have him wait? You know what? I'd have him wait. Yeah. And in in hindsight, Vince, I mean, I, I'd have been hired the next class. In fact, I'd have been hired on the EMS well, side in two months you later. You don't know if you I don't, didn't know that. You know, you I didn't know, know that. So I don't, you can't. I don't. It, it, it's it's and, a difficult decision. And that's why, you know, having you on is just as important to other people who are talking about it from the other perspective. Right. Because right. we're, we get to see both sides, you know. Right. You, you know did, what? You didn't it, know that, you no. know, that you were going to have a job when this was all said and done. Did not know, you know that. And this may have been your only shot. It could have been. It could have been. And I didn't know that. And, again, I'm not making excuses, but... Uh, you know what the advice I'd give a kid now? Uh, go with go with the men. Go with what the men are doing. I think I think that's admirable. And uh, to I, I tell you what, and I didn't know about this opportunity until later. But there were several people that came on during the strike that were approached by strikers and say, "Come on, come on out, come on out and strike. You're on the job. Come out." I. I, I I never, was never, never approached. Slipped that conversation. Never did, but I know some people that have, and and that's very respectful, and that'd be a, a route to go. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know what? And somebody uh, might have even been Stephen. I, I I couldn't even say. Um, one of my buddies, uh, or a couple of my buddies, have told me before. Like, and as I was moving into into my promotion, uh, you know, I was I was like real apprehensive. I was like, you know, there's guys, there's, you know, maybe by me, maybe not, but like, there's guys that I know that are lieutenants that respect respectable guys. Like they've put in time in the trenches. They they're you know they're really good at their job. And um, you know, somebody told me like, you know, you never. You never turn down a promotion. And how is that any fucking different than getting hired on the job? Well, if I, not yeah, having I, more I, I, on I the guess, stake at I line, guess, yeah. You know, like no. you, because yeah. taking that promotion is, is in, in a sense, you know, kind of bypassing 
kind of bypassing whatever anybody else fucking thinks sure. to do sure. what you think is right. So why why would that be again to get on the job in the first place? There's there's more at stake right. rather than you know getting a promotion. It's sure, that, I mean you like Vince is saying you have no idea what the fuck is going on. Sure, I mean, you it's and and looking looking back on on your career, I mean it's clear that you know you've you've made the best out of it and it seems like the guys have definitely gotten the best out of you going down the line i mean it's incredible these like just these bumps i i feel bad we're, we're at what got to be at least two and a half hours yeah, we're, like, uh, i don't yeah, think we're gonna we're, wrap it up we're not even halfway through yeah we'll uh we're, we might have to have you come back uh when you retire from your next job, <laughs> <laughs> you could come in when Scotty retires. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah I'll be 90. And uh, so yeah. if Steve was here, he always likes to ask, you know, what advice would you give to new guys coming on the job now that you've had a chance to look back on 38 and change? I, I, I think the best advice I can offer, especially to an, a new officer per se is uh, don't forget where you came from. I mean, that's that's huge. Don't forget the guys. Don't forget where you came from. Uh, you're just another, essentially another blue shirt, although, you know, you, you, you do have to take command of the situation, uh, but, but don't forget. Don't forget where you came from. I think that's huge. Okay. Scotty, what do you want to add to this? Oh, I got I got nothing. I got a cup of coffee. You know that, Vince. Yeah, <laughs> cup of coffee on the job. So, but I mean, <laughs> almost you're, five you're, years on the job. Your dad man. has given you advice throughout the years. Oh yeah, yeah a lot of ways. Uh, anyth- anything that that he's given you that was like, oh man, that's distinction. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever you want. Well, well, explain why there is the distinction. That why somebody who may be a great officer on the engine may not be as great of an officer on a truck. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of you know two two totally separate uh, animals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, for engine oriented, you know, we're you know getting that line stretch right away. You know, uh, aggressive company. You know, they're going to lead out. You know, and um, you know, get to the door and uh, see where the fire's at, and you know, make the push down the hallway, and you know, get water on the fire right away. I mean, that's that's as good as you can get it. You know, on the engine. Um, yeah, aggressive, but not going in half cocked. Yeah. Right. Uh, on the truck, I mean, you know, getting to the front door, forcing that door right away, you know, getting guys on the roof, opening the roof right away, you know. Uh, you know, when the fire gets knocked down, you know. Uh, you want a guy leading you the from window, the front? You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, two totally separate uh, entities, sure, you know. Sure. and What uh. What? W- who who is your guy again? Who's your go to guy on the job right now? Who's that? Who's Who, that, Mark? Quaid or uh, Denny or uh, Oh yeah, I mean Derek Denny, Denny Peterson, Sheehan, Denny Sheehan. He, he, he I they're, mean, they're he's all been awesome. On Truck forty one yeah. since ninety two. I mean he he's great. You know? Yeah, um, just super knowledgeable guy. Oh yeah, okay. You know, been going to the roof for years. You know, yeah. hey Chief, um, any any Ryan. big mistakes that you can think of that? You oh God, I could write a book. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's one? What's like one of your biggest regrets while you were on the fire department that you wish you could go back and you could change? Uh, there was a lieutenant on Engine Forty Nine that was suspended for a lengthy time uh, because of an event that uh, related to uh, Ebola or an Ebola oh. scare. 
And I, I were you wish, the one who had to hand down well, the discipline? No, I did not. I did not. But I wish I, I was more uh, assertive or influential with the commissioner and his decision because uh, I think because he wrong. was doing the right thing, right? He was. And he was. It, like, yeah. I, from yeah. what I know of it, no. the administration like had to make that that hard stance, right? Right. No, was, that that's a big regret. I mean, he shouldn't have got that time. Uh, I know his family, I know his wife was going through uh, a cancer struggle at the time. And because of the suspension that exceeded 30 days, I think his, uh, his, insurance. his insurance was suspended. And uh, not not right. Not right at all. Oh and uh, Yeah. Yeah. So uh, th- my, that was my biggest regret. Uh, I, I'm always thankful that... Uh, under my direct command, uh, I've never had a line of duty death uh, under a fire that I've attended directly. So I think uh, I, I'm proud of that, and uh, and I think that's that's the biggest reason for people in uh, in, in my positions is to keep people uh, uh, in a position where they're going home at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, that's let's huge. let's end on a, a happy note. What your most memorable, like, happiest memory that you have on the fire department? Oh, God. I think, it, Vince, it was your graduation, I believe. <laughs> oh, God. I was thinking the same Thank thing. Thank you for your service. Back, back in 1987, <laughs> I was three years old. I was like, oh, I don't know who this guy is. He's special, though. I could tell. He's going to be something. <laughs> He's going to be something. You know what? In, in, in all bullshit, I mean, it's it's things like that, that that I talked about on State Street or whatever street that it, it was in, and you see people doing their job. and uh, Just the little thing with these guys it really is and i mean it it made a difference it saved a life and of course it was attributed to me holding that iv bag (laughs) would have happened if of course we had to not hold that iv bag (laughs) just to let you know so thank you for your service and uh uh, thank you scotty for being here thanks for uh for helping us out interviewing your dad here yeah um and uh you know the two of you are always welcome back. We'd love to have you anytime. If you got something interesting you want to talk about, but Still before we leave, later, we wanted uh, to I was, I was uh, say if we picked earlier, yeah. that's on me. Uh, Still got to do the last early. twenty years of his career. <laughs> I was gonna say, we, pretty much. We'll definitely have you back on. But before we leave, uh, I know that you do a firearms uh, ah. class, and we want to give out that information for anybody looking um, to get their uh, CCW. Your well, we call it a concealed carry license, uh, CCW in Florida, we call it. Okay. Uh, so, actually, I'm certified uh, uh, in either state, either state, uh, Illinois and or Florida. So, if you are interested in that, getting your concealed carry license, uh, I do a 16-hour program. Unless you're prior military or law enforcement, it's shortened to an eight-hour day. But okay. Give how me a can, call. How can people get a hold of you? I'm going to give you my uh, cell number, which is uh, public information. It is 224-935-0204. Uh, my company is Nielsen Defense uh, LLC. And uh, Scott's going to be, as well as my son Brett, are going to be a part of that uh, company uh, in, in time. Um, awesome. But uh, we've been uh, extremely busy, busy uh, due to COVID and riots and yeah. all kinds of stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So, get your concealed carry license if you're not interested in a concealed carry license. I also do NRA training. 
I do a basic pistol class, which is an eight-hour class, and that is uh, applicable toward your concealed carry license if you decide to get your concealed carry license later. So give me a call. Uh, uh, love to train you. I'll make you a, a marksman. So. Yeah. All right, Corey, again, get that number a, out. It's N-I-E-L-S-E-N Defense, LLC. Uh, that phone number, again, is 224 224- Nine three five o two o four. You could also email Mark at m a r k period n i e l s e n defense at gmail dot com. And personally, I gotta say, um, I you know we'd always uh, I won't say that I grew up in a gun family, but we'd always I was always relatively comfortable with a gun. Sure, and I I've never felt more comfortable than after a basic conceal carry class gotcha. like it was Very just good. the amount of because how many rounds you got to put through oh to, just 30 actually for oh, the qualification it? yeah oh, okay. that's all yeah i think i did yeah. 32 um the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no He's we, an overachiever. yeah we did uh <laughs> we did a handful and again like it was just it was night and day how much more comfortable i was nice. afterwards so I, I would definitely push very hard to to go for uh very go good. for this with mark and i also do recertification so if you uh oh yeah if, if your license at the house with the boys yeah <laughs> if your license is uh, uh for uh, uh renewal after a five-year period i can do that guy it's three, awesome uh, three okay. three hour class as well well awesome. where are you guys having the classes at well uh, the majority of the 16 hours is in my basement nice. and we have a bar down there so Ooh, it works out well uh, Corey, i saw your eyes light up <laughs> I've, I've got a thing you nailed it <laughs> it's bars <laughs> and uh I, I guess i can say max and shooters max and shooters uh which is just north of o'hare and displays nice. that's the majority that the probably 95 percent of my students go to that location for uh, the qualification shoot perfect okay. Perfect. okay all right Thanks. well thank, thank you guys again you. uh thank appreciate you. it scott i appreciate yeah. it buddy and uh, happy Marine Corps birthday to you, Scott. Yeah. Semper Fi. Hoorah. Hoorah. All right. Thanks, Bill. The opinions and views are that of Chicago's Bravest Stories podcast and their guests. They do not necessarily reflect the views of any municipal governments, fire protection districts, fire departments, EMS, or law enforcement organizations.